1: Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And Aaron Kramer. Here we are, rocking and rolling. got a good one today. We do have a good one today. Thanks for saying that. And why do we have the guest on that we have? Why? Right.
2: What's important? So t- this month is PTSD month. Yeah. And I feel like it's important that we pull the sinks it's one of those things that, really just doesn't get enough attention that needs more.
1: Right. And if you know anything about Aaron Kramer, he's all about psychology, like the the, the reason behind things. That's all about him. So this is all about, like Aaron figured out this guest. Uh, I've heard a little bit of the guest's story. I cannot wait to unpack this one because yeah. it's so good about PTSD, but it's also good about just therapy in in general and just helping people, impacting others, and he had a passion for it. So, like, let's get him on the show.
2: Give him a, our bio for yep. Matt. So, this is Matt Obern. He, like, has an amazing mission he's done. Like, and we went to high school together. We were, like, acquainted, but, like, not, like, hangout groups kind of thing. But through that, we know people and – I asked, I was trying to find somebody for PTSD. So I I got friends in the military and stuff, got names. But his name legitimately came up multiple times from different parties. So I was like, hey, fellow Mustang, DCG, got to do this. So here's Matt, and he's going to tell you all about his nonprofit and hear all these amazing things he's doing.
1: True impact Outdoors, Matt, that's you, buddy. Welcome to the show. That's me and a whole lot of other people. Thank you guys very much for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, we have to just go back to the basics. One, first thing that you said when we met was like, well, I'm kind of a hunter. Or maybe Aaron said you were the hunter group and Aaron was the wrestler group. <laughs> but you have always had a passion for hunting. Oh, yes. Anything to get outdoors, anything to get gone from the house and Gone from work and get out. Right. Okay. So did you, your father, your father was a huge hunter, oh, grandparent,
0: yeah. like all that. Yep. Absolutely. Grew up in a family of outdoorsmen and hunters and fishermen and uh, constantly, uh, constantly out. Any excuse to go, we'd be gone. What do you, what do you hunt? Like what, anything? Anything they will let us hunt. Absolutely. Wait,
1: absolutely. Deer, turkey, What we'll do go you, fishing. What do you we can use do. to hunt? I mean, there's a lot of things I don't know. So I'm just asking this for my sake, really. Oh, my, my
0: favorite's always the bow. You got to oh. get the bow out, but oh, shotguns and now rifles and anything we can do all depends on what we're after and I what gotta, makes it more fun. I got to say
1: your coolness factor just went up a little bit in my <laughs> because if I was going to hunt, which I don't, oh man, i would be bad, but I would do it with a bow because I feel like there is something primal about it. Oh yeah. We got to give them a
0: little bit more chance that
1: way, right? Thank you, Matt. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Aaron, I love the guest already. Okay. <laughs> so you have a past of, of hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so let's walk our listeners through what what is like your career path and obviously we all know that you are doing something with hunting i'll just spoiler alert uh but we'll get to that but i want to know like what was your career path before you started saying like you know what i'm going to go after my passion and i'm going to figure out how to get paid by hunting
0: i am definitely not getting paid by this (laughs) career path and I i don't it's not even career path it's a it's a it's just a passion path, maybe. Okay. But um, the career path has always been construction. Okay. Um, in one fashion or another. And I've bounced around to about every facet of it, but um, currently in, in the construction still as well. Um, so that fuels your passion? It definitely fuels the passion and keeps uh, keeps the lights on. Yep. Absolutely. Okay.
2: Yep. So you put, like, so, because so much more goes into what we're going to get into, like, because of your full time job, like, because you your heart is so big. That's kind of one of those things where it's like, "Well, no, I got to have a full-time job to like fully pour into this thing mm. that we're going to get into."
0: Oh, yeah, that balance is tricky between work and family and the nonprofit. It's something that I need to still figure out that perfect balance. Oh, we're going to
1: get into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, let's talk about True Impact Outdoors. So, mm-hmm. what is it? What's the genesis from it? And like how did you start kind of tailoring into this is what I want to do and I want to pour into this?
0: It's it's been, I think it's been in me and a lot of the, the main folks that are involved with True Impact Outdoors since the beginning, since early on, um, even clear back in, in school and just out of school. Um, obviously, in the world we live in with 9-11 and things, a lot of my friends were gone. Um, they went straight into the military out of school. And when they'd come home on leave, they had a little bit of time, and um, I loved going hunting with them. Um, helping them make sure that they were successful for the you know the week or whatever they had, if I could do anything to help them get a deer shot or whatever they were doing, I I got more reward and enjoyment out of that than being in the stand myself. You know, shooting one. I, I felt like you know it was it was more of a personally it was more of a success if
1: I could help somebody else get one than get one myself.
0: Right. I'd and say
1: that was where it started. Sure. And then I totally can relate to this because when I don't know, do you have children?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: it's almost like looking through your children's eyes and going to the park for the first time, like the amount of joy they get is there's this another level of like, Oh, you're kind of almost reliving what you've loved to do. Oh yeah. Park is maybe not a good example, but you love to, to hunt. And so mm-hmm. when you get somebody else getting excited about it too, it almost fuels more of a passion of why you loved it in the beginning. So I love that.
0: Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Now that my son, he's, he's just turning seven here this month. Okay. He, he's obsessed with the outdoors as well, you know, and, and yeah. it, it, Yeah, everything about it's more rewarding taking him and seeing it through his eyes and how exciting it is for him as well, I agree. Right,
1: so you're seeking after people who have gone into the military, veterans at Mm -hmm. this point, right? And trying to help them have an experience out in the wild Mm -hmm. hunting that you always love to do at this point, right? Yes. Okay, and then when does it evolve to like, all right, I think we can do this as a business. Well, we're
2: We're missing something there. Yeah, let's go. It's like, what was the event that, showed you the, like the true impact that like hunting is having on people that have PTSD. Good question. It's a little personal for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a personal side of that. And there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of little things that, that I saw, um, and that I, I felt that, that all grew into one big mission and passion, I guess for me, but one that really sticks hard is, um, my brother, when he came back to Marine Corps, I think he was six years in, um, I finally hounded him enough. He had never been a big hunter growing up. He was a basketball guy. You were the wrestling guy. He was a basketball guy, right? And um, so he wasn't out in the winter and in the fall with, with dad and I hunting. He was shooting baskets, practicing nonstop games and things like that. And never really was his thing and when he came back from marine corps i thought well all right brother can teach me how to shoot this is gonna be sweet you know and and if nothing else we're gonna get some time to hang out and i can corner him he's got daughters now and he's married and he's got work and i kept hounding him i said let's go hunting let's go hunting let's go hunting and he was reluctant at first oh yeah it took a while i mean just if nothing else just i'll blame his schedule you know right but finally we got him out no he definitely wasn't jumping on the idea right away and it never was his thing so finally he went out with dad and I one weekend and put him in the tree stand and told him I I knew a deer well that would be walking through there was a nice eight point deer and I said I said he'll be coming through he's yours you know and okay and he shot it he harvested his first deer he was on cloud nine I was on cloud nine it was a great day for all of us and uh, had a had a blast and I didn't realize at that point until later actually I'd Heard him talking about it. Um, it it had it had done a lot more for him than I ever realized. Sure. Um, he he came home, and I'm sure he won't mind me telling the story a little bit. But he came home, and he felt like a little bit more of a guest at home than we ever would have imagined, or he should have. And I um, you know, kind of a guest in his own home at mom and dad's at Christmas and everything like that, and going out with us. Made him realize that I was still his brother, mm. um, his dad was still his dad, and time had kind of waited for him a little bit. It hadn't moved on when he when he was in the Marine Corps, right. and um, it I think it kind of helped him get back to get Back to Iowa, get back to family, right? Um, more than I had ever realized it would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know this, but thinking of somebody going overseas in six years, you can really feel like almost a stranger in your own home that like
2: they all have different lives now. Well, then, like the amount of what they experience over there, oh, I can't imagine, like at all. Like, you're like it's six years when I think like what's past is happening to me in the past six years, right? It's a lot, it's a long time, but then put it in what they have to go through, it probably feels like. I mean, decades of things have
1: changed. Right. Yep. Right. yep. So he so goes on this hunt. Yeah. It yeah. almost like shakes him. Like, no. Like, we're still your brother. We're still your family, mm-hmm. and we love you. Yep. We're here.
0: And and you know, as strong as all of our military men and women are, and everything, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue, mm-hmm. um, what it had done. And and the same thing has happened with with True Impact Outdoors as well. Um, you know, there's so many things that have that have come about, um, and, and I'm so lucky to have some of my best friends I've ever made are these veterans that we're lucky to get to hang out with now, and um, hearing hearing from them that, you know, a silly deer hunt that we're going on, or a turkey hunt or something, how it can change a life and, and, you know, get things straightened out is, it's, it, I still don't fully understand it, I don't think, and, but mm-hmm. I've heard it enough times that I, I know it's real, Right, and it's been pretty neat.
2: So Cool. So how did you like so we got that story is amazing. I and uh, I think it's like the I mean this is the core of it. So it lit the fire for you here, like you sit with your brother and like your friends growing up. So then now we're like how did you start taking this and like bringing it to true you know, impact outdoors? <laughs> it
0: it took uh, a lot of talking, a lot of thinking, a lot of planning. Um we want to do it right. And something that we we talked about as the board, as the originators, when we were first putting this together, something we said was if we can't do this better than it's ever been done, we need to step back and go help those people that are doing it better. And, um, Partner
1: with those who are already doing it. Exactly. Right. exactly.
0: Okay. And we, we had tried, and me being a civilian, not being a veteran, um, it was— There was a barrier there. Yeah, they, they weren't really interested in having me you know,
2: volunteer with a lot of these organizations. So. Which I want to take a moment there because, like I mean— where we're like, you know, we under, we talked about this. And I totally respect that and understand that. Oh, yeah. But here, this is like an uncommon path. Like you you sat there and said like, no, okay, I respect that. And I r- really do. And I understand it. But like, you're like, I have a passion for this. I'm still going to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely. <laughs> well, because you just saw how impactful it was for your brother. Right. And so you had to call your friends and be like, listen, I just had this experience with my brother. There's mm-hmm. got to be other people out there that are feeling the same way.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of us that that didn't serve—I mean, we owe everything we've got. You know, the fact that we can sit here today, freedom, yeah, is because of them. And I don't think there's any way we can give back enough to those that did. You know, that did serve and did what they did for Sacrificed. us. Sacrificed. Yep. yep. And and so the least we can do for them is everything we can do. And I'm not willing to kind of just sit down and say okay when when I'm told no a couple of times. and right. that's kind of my stubbornness anyway, but it um we had to keep going and trying it and um anthony he is a, a marine uh my old roommate from college we were talking about it a lot trying to get into organizations get me involved in organizations around iowa that that um we're taking veterans outdoors and it finally i finally i think got to a point where we said you know what let's just do it ourselves let's do it yeah. And and let's find our Let's find a a niche that needs to be, you know, taken care of. Let's find a hole that needs filled. And that's what True Impact is going to do. Right. And we're going to do it better than it's ever been done, or we're going to get out of the way. And we've worked tirelessly and endless hours to make sure that we do the best we can with it. And hopefully we're doing that.
1: Are there other nonprofits out there that do similar things? Not necessarily what you do, because you guys, you're kind of talking about the niche that you started serving, but when you were doing the research beginning was there other services out there that would take veterans out and hunt with them absolutely okay. and,
0: and Iowa is actually incredible for that really um, yeah yeah th- there's more veteran support in Iowa than than I've seen in the Midwest I should say more than Iowa but um, than the rest of the the country by far Wow um, it's it's impressive it's beautiful it's wonderful and and there's other organizations that are doing similar things to what we do and Neat thing about this is the competition with the daily work, it's right. competition. If somebody's got a like-minded right. situation going on or their business is like-minded yours, it's competition.
1: Okay. This is the Not exact a, right. opposite. Yeah. Like, how many more can we serve? Right, right. right. You how know, can I help you?
0: We're yeah. loaning our adaptive equipment out to other organizations and helping them out with volunteers and anything we can all the time. It's, right. it's really, really refreshing. Absolutely. Coming from the construction world where it's competition every day right. to... Cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. Now it's help everybody we can and keep doing the same thing. Right. It, so your fun. niche that you landed on, that yeah. you're going to help, was what? It started out as we needed. We saw a um, we saw a shortcoming in the veterans that, um, you know, there was a lot of those. I guess the best way to explain it, there's a lot of those organizations that you know they'll be on a Facebook page and say, you know, anybody that wants to go hunting next weekend, I've mm-hmm. got an open spot in my blind or or anything like that. And there was a lot of folks who didn't—they're not going to jump on there and say that, whether it be their their personality, their PTSD um, won't allow them to be doing that, or their physical requirements for going—climbing up into that, that blind, blind. won't—they're not going to be able to. Um, you know, if they're paralyzed or missing a limb um, or even, you know, seeing impaired, they can't—you know, if they're blind, they're not going to be hiking out into the timber with somebody— and we wanted to make sure that there was nobody, nobody left, um, left behind on that end of things. You know, those are the ones that we felt needed, probably needed to go hunting as much as anybody more, and more, yeah, make it right. happen.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And that work that, you know, it takes a little bit more work to do it, but that's, that's what we're here for. And that's what we need to do.
1: Right. So almost the fringe of the fringe, the yeah. fringe of like, you know, this, this veteran kind of idea. Uh, is one thing to like niche down, but you even niche down even further. the people who almost feel excluded from whatever reason they have, maybe it's ability or something that's holding them back, you were like, let's go get those people.
0: yeah, yeah, oh, would, or it. try to anyway. yeah, yeah right. yeah. Right. and you know, the veteran community is a very proud, strong community, and they don't uh, they don't hold a sign saying, you know i'm I'm struggling or right. I'm staying at home because right. I don't want to go out and deal right. with the you know people. And, and things like that. So it, right. it's been a trick. Um, it's definitely been one of, our, one of our main hurdles,
1: but we're, we're getting there. Nice. We're getting gotta get the word out. You got to get the word out. That's right. This yeah. podcast will help. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> the seven people that listen to it. No, we actually have more than that. Uh, okay. So uh, so you're getting this and now you're like, let's talk about the first time that you take out and their first time of veterans that maybe be disab- disabled for whatever reason. You're going out. Tell us about that hunt. Oh boy.
0: The first one, it was amazing. Um it was scary. It was nerve-wracking. It was fun. We um there was kind of two two things that set it up to make it happen. Um I was at a uh, a wonderful veterans fishing event uh held down at Lake Rathbun. Uh it's called Castaways and I was volunteering down there. Um we just ripped the seats out of our pontoon boat and we go down and we get a whole bunch of awesome guys in, in wheelchairs and we can roll right on that pontoon boat and it's a blast. We go fishing for a week straight. Awesome deal. Wow. And I sat down at dinner one night and um, I knew one gentleman that was at the table, uh, Randy, and uh, I didn't really know anyone else at the table. Come to find out it was some pretty important and pretty special folks there. And um, they were talking, and I'm eating my dinner, kind of listening out the corner of my ear. And they were talking about wanting to put together a hunt at the honey creek state park and they they said you know this is not our forte we're a fishing event and um not really our deal and randy piped up and he says matt'll do it just matter of fact as it could have ever been oh crap okay here we go and i so i looked up and said yeah yeah we'll do it and um that night i went back and called everybody on the board we had you know put together a board obviously for ti by that time and we were starting to figure it all out and I said, guys, I committed to something. I hope hope it's okay. And everybody was, heck yeah, let's do it. It's be great. And I said, we got about ten thousand dollars to raise to do it. You know, I put together the numbers, what it'll be for everything we'll need. And um, I said, you know, we got to try to raise this money. And if we can't, I looked at my wife and I said, if we can't, we're gonna we're gonna have to front this because it's going to happen pony up yeah she didn't she didn't choke me she didn't kick me out of the house she was on board yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) she she was supportive i'm blessed to have her still to this day i don't know how she deals with me but um we went for it and the community back home business owners and and folks that i don't know i don't understand why but they believed in my my dream and my my uh castle i was building i guess there and i told them what what our goal was and they said we're in and they they made it happen for us, and um, oh, God. we took ten veterans to Honey Creek State Park for the first time that state park had ever been hunted in its history. Uh, we were allowed to take those ten veterans in, and, and they harvested some deer there. And um, it was a it was a really special deal. Really wow,
2: neat.
1: that's kind of cool to say you're the first person to ever be able to hunt there.
0: Oh yeah, how cool is that for those guys? So guys? cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. We uh, the other part of that that was fun was. Our first big hurdle on adaptive equipment um, came from that first hunt. Yeah. There's a gentleman named Eldon that hunted with us, and he's blind, completely blind. And um, we sat down at a campfire one night at that fishing event, actually, that, that same week. And Eldon, I told him you know what we were trying to do. We were just BSing at the campfire. Yeah. And um, Joe Manning, one of our main volunteers, still to this day, he said, we can do this. And He explained it through it. military terminology that I couldn't tell you if I remembered right. anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, he's you know, we we set out how to get Eldon able to shoot his own deer, being completely blind. And and uh, between Joe and Eldon and I, and everybody else that was involved, we we got it figured out. And Eldon shot his own deer completely blind, he wow. handled the gun, he pulled the trigger, he did it all himself. That first year and shot his own deer.
1: All right, That's so amazing. you know beforehand because we were talking a little bit and he was telling about the story. So you got to tell us how that Eldon shot his own deal deer because I think a lot of people are like now nah, or tell me how.
0: It, it's it's pretty neat. We basically it's an it's a it's a arm that holds the gun and it's mounted to Eldon's chair inside the blind. Yeah, and he can move that gun around wherever he wants and it helps to stabilize it, hold it in place where he's at. And we've got a a phone that'll mount to the back of his scope on the shotgun Mm -hmm. and the volunteer joe with Mm eldon he'll sit behind eldon and put his hands on Eldon's shoulders. Mm -hmm. And he'll squeeze the left shoulder or the right shoulder to tell him, you know, he needs to aim left or right. Right. And he'll run his thumb up or down on his shoulder blade to tell him to go up or down. And then when Joe taps on Eldon's shoulder. (laughs) It's go time. Eldon knows he can squeeze off that shot. He loads the gun. Isn't that great? It is is really cool. And Eldon, it's funny. He is a better shot than anybody that can see out there. (laughs) there is no target panic there is no concern whatsoever he is so relaxed dialed in oh yeah it is awesome it (laughs) is awesome awesome. (laughs) yep
2: so he got his first
0: deer oh yeah oh yeah he shot it yep it was cool really fun really neat day
1: oh wow so okay so now i mean i'm sorry aaron what questions you have buddy i I like i'm still like
2: no i love this i love that story because we were to also tell us about this like machine thing that you guys are working on like for someone that's paralyzed like from neck down right yeah yeah we've we've got
0: lots of folks that you know are in wheelchairs and things to go hunting that's that's um that's pretty pretty much you know just the mobility stuff and that's easy Mm -hmm. we've got you know carts so that um the guys and gals can go out hunting pheasant hunting behind the dog get right up behind the dog and um um, you know, really enjoy what a pheasant hunt's about, which is watching those dogs work. And then they can obviously harvest that bird too, being right there, hands on. Um, but we we were actually just able to purchase, um, due to a donation from Hunter's Management Group, another a business that's been a big supporter of ours, uh, we we purchased a um, a piece of equipment that allows folks that are neck down paralyzed to to aim and shoot their own gun, um, wow. with this gun vise that's got um, you know it's got Rams and actuators that that aim the gun for them using a joystick that they can move with their chin, wow. and then there's uh, there's another uh, up, up to bite button I think is I'm gonna have the terminology wrong but basically there's a little switch they can bite on. And it'll the pull trigger. the trigger for them. Yep. Unreal.
2: Yep. So, so like, okay, so we got to ask, because you're a nonprofit and everything here. Mm-hmm. How much will one of those things cost? Yeah, that was right around... I think that was
0: right around the five thousand mark, and we'll okay. we'll have a little bit more to to add to it, to adapt it, and, and tweak it for our right. needs. But
1: it's actually a lot know. cheaper than I thought. Way yeah, cheaper than you. I expected to. Okay. Yep. All right. So I want to make sure you're on the same page. We we got some help
0: from the, the business okay. that builds, and they were they were good, very good to us. Right. So, okay.
1: Yeah. Tell Whoa. us how the trying to get a nonprofit was getting the paperwork. i so I'm only asking that because Brian's not here, and he'd be asking that yeah. question. So
0: it it was it wasn't the state level's easy. Okay. The five oh one C three level at the federal level Pretty is simple. a little trickier. Okay. And to be completely honest with you, we we made sure we had all the rules that we needed, you know, getting the board set up and all the yeah. things that we needed to do. We I, I paid the attorney. We did it the right way to make sure we didn't I screw think that's it wise. up Right. That's yeah. why yeah. right. we well, I could do it five times myself and mess it up every time. we we'll let yeah. just let them do it once and we'll get ahead of things. <laughs> yeah. So I think
2: like one thing the listeners need to know is because like, about nonprofits because like every time like I know for me I hear about a nonprofit you hear about these big ones and like people are always knocking on doors and things like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: and fundraising. But like what comes to the different here too is like when you have someone that has a full-time job, like you mm. own your own business on the side, you run this on the side of the bunch of other people you know, on the board and stuff. But on top of that, like you mentioned, like you're a construction worker. So it's not like you're the salesperson. Right. <laughs> so then on top of that, like you got to go start asking for money. Yeah. And like that first Uh-oh. one, I know we were talking about this, like here, you got to raise $10,000 mm-hmm. and like, it was just fascinating to me and I totally can relate to this like here you're gonna ask for money like it's not for you but you feel like you are that was a definitely a, a hurdle for me
0: um, I struggled out the gate with that because you know I've never asked anyone other than maybe my mom and dad you know I've never asked anybody for money yeah, yeah. and I still don't even like doing that you know and um, so it was it was very odd and very uncomfortable at first and, and especially that first hunt. Oh, I'm not even able to sell them a product or sell them on what we are doing. I'm selling them on a, what we hope we'll I, be able to an do. An idea. Of, yes, yeah. yeah. Right. And and I I can't tell you how much appreciation I have for those folks who well, basically they said, Matt, you you're going to do it. We know you'll do it, but you darn well better do it. Yeah. And uh, you know they they would cut checks, and it was it was beyond humbling and um, and motivating. It's going to happen mm-hmm. when, when I've got these folks who are willing to get behind me. And, you know, when the bus is rolling, people will jump on and yeah. they're
1: on board well, but to get that. I, mean, I would say mm, because it, really what they were doing is they were believing in you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like in your character and like, they probably knew that the best thing they could do for this organization is them pay you. Cause yeah, you probably could have done it yourself, but they knew if they put a dollar in, you weren't going to mistrust that dollar. That means that that right. thing is going to get done, which is okay. cool. That's why I'm saying like, there's sometimes where people ask for money and they're like, Meh, I'm out because of the person, not because the idea isn't great. Mm-hmm. But Matt, that says a huge testimony to you. And I think it's interesting that you like, it's kind of hard for me to ask for money. Well, you know, your friends knew that. And so when you did, like, we're totally doing this. This is happening. That could be. I don't wanna
0: <laughs> I don't wanna question their judgment skills by saying they would support me on my dream, but yeah. No, they were in and, and it worked. And now now it's so it's so much easier now that we, we can show people what we do. Mm. And, and and the people that are that are on board they're all in. And now it's it's second and third person. It's hey, mm. you, you've heard about TIO. You wanna get in on this, it's fun, it's right. cool. And and it's it's become it's become lot more genuine and smooth right and um it, but you got it, it off itself. the runway
1: i would say like this is our analogy in uncommon life is like you're kind of like an airplane mm-hmm. coming down the runway like you're gonna get this hanger off this thing or and now mm-hmm. you're up and out you know like you're really flying and you're gliding and so that's yep. really cool
2: yeah i mean that's the whole thing like i'm gonna go back to the donations because like you know like for our listeners like every nonprofit is always looking for more donations right but like mm-hmm. it's the fact that like and I know when we were talking about this and we were by ourselves when you were telling me about like, how genuine you felt about like how weird it was to ask for money. And like I know like this isn't your game and I know like I like the why behind things and especially when it comes to money, but it's like it's because you truly like I mean, you're a construction worker, so you like work hard, right? Mm-hmm. So you know the value of money. So for someone to give you money is like you know all the responsibility behind that. That's why it's so hard. Mm-hmm. But again, that's why you built something so beautiful mm. that's doing amazing things for our veterans. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't know, I took my hat off to you. Ness, so it's amazing. That's a quality you have. I know like you probably don't like know that, but that's why like you've done what you've done. It's such an amazing thing because you have such amount of respect from people. they are be like, like, no, Matt's going to bust his butt. Mm-hmm. And when I give him $1,000, 500 dollars to him, it's like, you're giving me a gold bar. Mm-hmm. You Good. know, Let's talk about this, because I don't know if a lot of times people
1: recognize this, and I know you have. So tell us the sacrifice your wife made when you were going oh, after yeah. this dream.
0: My wife, her sacrifice has been nonstop, ongoing. My wife and kids are they get the short stick every time this, you know, and every time we do something and and they've been so supportive and it's been a blessing really on the kid's side of things because I, I, I love taking them along and introducing them to these guys and gals that we hunt with and Mm. things like that. But Nicole has been an absolute godsend. It couldn't happen without her, obviously. Um, thanks Nicole. She, yes. Thanks Nicole. She, um, she believed in this, Pipe dream originally, and mm-hmm. I think she knew I was stubborn enough to probably make it happen one way or another. Um, she supports it, you know, whether it be financially or the biggest thing that it—it's been a juggle that I've still tried to figure out and always probably will—is time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, she sacrificed all of it, you know, and uh, I, I guess, like I said, it wouldn't happen without her. But yeah, she's sacrificed about everything on it. You know, wow, yeah. it's been pretty cool.
1: How many? veterans do you on a yearly basis like go out and help hunt
0: i should count that i really should (laughs) i should get a number on that i would say
1: maybe ballpark
0: it oh boy total hunts we we average about 10 to 15 veterans per hunt and i want to say we've got roughly eight hunts right now Okay, and we'll probably be at 10 or 12 by the end of this year for sure we're growing so you're probably 150
1: veterans that are you're taking out to hunt
0: And some of them come to multiple hunts Yep. okay yep it's not it's not a one-time one, time, one yeah. hunt you're well, out sounds See, like it's pretty once, addictive they it.
1: want to come back Eldon oh, yeah. is going to shoot another thing I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> darn right he is yep <laughs> yes. yep that's so good yep. wow okay so what would you uh what was like the biggest thing that you've taken away out of all this out of the beginning of just this was a baby infant idea to now where it's at now and true impact outdoors? What is like one of the bigger takeaways that you've taken away?
0: There's been countless takeaways um
1: we got the, all night good.
0: <laughs> the big ones for me I guess um I feel sorry for myself every once in a while. If I'm, you know, my back, I got a bad back. And I feel sorry for myself when I get up in the morning and I'm creaking and cracking and, oh, man, you know. And then I I stop and I realize some of these awesome folks that I get to spend the weekends with, how can I complain about my backache or, you know, any sort of struggles I'm having in life when, when these guys are in way worse shape than I am physically you know emotionally whatever whatever it is and I'm blessed mm-hmm. and um, if they can come up with a smile and pound through that day why on earth can't I you know and it's yeah. been really personally on a on on a level for me it's been healthy for me to you know to it, it makes me appreciate things and and uh, makes me get a, a good view on life personally
1: right
2: yeah. yeah I mean I think that's amazing I mean feel I, like that's one thing like this is why I love this because this is like on my top two things I'm like super passionate about like I was telling you before and us supporting our veterans is like it's up there it's right there mm-hmm. in the top two but like yeah you see these guys that do it and how strong they are like I mean I know like I wrestled in college and stuff but like sometimes I'm like Oh man, this hurts. Should I do this? You know? Wussy. Oh, I'm wussy. And you think like, okay, like well, some of these guys like have way more pain than oh. I could probably even like imagine having. And yeah. like, on top of that, like not just the physical, they got probably some mental pain along with it. And mm-hmm. they're still mm-hmm. trucking along, killing yep. their day. Yep. You know, as best as they can, if not even better than me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man. You're like you know but you get to see that firsthand like oh yeah that's a good time. it's you know, a like, good
1: takeaway just how blessed we are of like things that are really natural for us mm-hmm. might not be so
2: easy for somebody else yeah yep. they, they provided that like not, like life for us you know mm-hmm.
0: we we went hunting um in wyoming this year with two veterans we um we went out and, and harvested two elk and one of the one of the guys that went hunting with us homer he is such a Awesome dude. Homer. Shout Homer went. Homer. You bet. Homer Homer is a he's he's an amputee. He's got one leg. And I am thinking, as we're planning this hunt, I'm thinking, man, I am out of shape. This is gonna be rough. Oh man, I'm not looking forward to hiking <laughs> yeah. these mountains, you know. And um, and then we get out there. And who's the guy that is right ahead of me on the trails? And Homer is, is. Oh yeah, Homer, Homer's oh, dominating. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm out there sucking wind and climbing up these <laughs> mountains, and I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, I've got two legs, and I'm hiking up these right. things, hurting. I was like, I can't even imagine. But Homer's loving it. He is going for it, and he wow. was right there the whole time. It was, man, it was, it was, it was cool. It Very was fun. Cool. Yeah.
1: What's oh. the future of uh, True Impact Outdoors? Oh man, I. I don't know.
0: Okay. I, I, I I look forward to it. We've got – the hunts are growing like crazy. Um, it It's a beautiful growth. We're we're really just trying to hold on and make sure that the growth is proper. Um, we've got quite a few hunts that are in the planning to grow this year as well as repeat on all of our current events. Um, the sky's the limit on this thing. It it's really just comes down to how much time we have to – What is your biggest
1: need? Out. That's what I – yeah, that's –
0: you, you know, being in Iowa that we are, like I said earlier, the support has been mind-blowing and humbling. Phenomenal, yeah. um, Financially, as we grow, obviously, the, the need will grow as well. Um, volunteers are coming out of the woodwork. Um, Good. It, it's more of a struggle of making sure that everybody who wants to help can. And um, the biggest need and struggle that True Impact Outdoors has is getting noise out there so that people know about us. Mm. and the like i said earlier those veterans they're a proud strong community Mm. and and for them to say you know and and it's we've been focusing a lot on the the veterans that are you know physically or or mentally um in a in a struggle or in a bad spot but a veteran that served is welcome to come hunting with us um it it, and they don't need to be missing a limb they don't need to be in a wheelchair they don't need to be struggling to come hunt with us that's that's something that you know it's it's kind of a fun part of it is making sure that those those folks are getting out, right. but but getting getting to the, the folks that, that could enjoy it that could utilize it, mm-hmm. it is honestly been our biggest struggle because they're so they're so strong so proud they I don't you know there's somebody who needs it I've heard it more times than I can count there's somebody who needs it more than I do mm. well, you're probably right
1: right but I I, I, I haven't it been enabled. able to
0: reach out to them yet so you want
1: to come have fun and <laughs> yeah. let's go hunting you, <laughs> you know go hunt? yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. Okay. So how do our listeners hear more about what you're doing and how do they get in touch?
0: Oh, that the easiest way for us is, is, um, Facebook and
2: our website, trueimpactoutdoors.com.
1: Awesome. Okay. Closing so, thoughts. I'd love to hear your
2: closing thoughts. I'm now. like just blown away here. This is fun. I, my thing is for our listeners, like step up, like to help out our veterans. Like, I know, like everyone says, like, I want to do that. Like, let's be people that do step up. Cause these, you know, our bro- fellow brothers and sisters are out there doing the things that's doing. I think the one best thing we can do sometimes is just showing, like, show your passion. Like, donate or donate your time. If you're a good hunter and you, you know the, all the rules and stuff, like, donate your time. Time is just as good as money. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I don't know. But what you're doing, though, is amazing. I, like, I'm blown away that you're doing it. I think it's awesome. That's why I'm like, oh, man, fellow DCG Mustang guys doing amazing <laughs> things. This is great. So... I'll keep it up. How if I can help, I'm a bad shot, so I can't. You <laughs> don't want me out there. I'm a big target. Yeah. But uh no, but this is awesome. I think you're doing great things. I think I mean God's doing awesome things with you and how you're doing things and touching lives and right. just keep it up, man. Like that's yeah. awesome.
0: Well, I appreciate it. it. it is truly a family. Um and it is a ton of people. You know, we at the events we talk about the TIO family a lot. And like I've said, there are there are folks involved on a volunteer and on a hunting level that they're they're family to me. And, right. You know. Right. Um and, and it's taken it's not me, it's hundreds of people who have made this what it is. Right. Um, I'm just lucky enough to be the guy that they call the president for some silly reason until they vote me out and get smart. But <laughs> yeah. you no, know, it's um it's 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 beautiful, it's fun and uh wouldn't trade it for the world.
1: Right. Awesome. So this is how I'll, I'll recap this. At the end of the day, like to serve somebody is the most joyous thing you can do. And I've been, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with some adaptive uh, athletes and helping them snow ski. And I wouldn't rather be on the biggest mountain in the world with the best snow rather than being with those people and those athletes. And some of them are veterans and it is like the greatest thing to help them experience something they never thought they could. And so I kind of feel like I have a glimpse of what it feels like to have Eldon shoot a buck or Homer dominate the mountain, you know? Uh, but it's so great to be able to serve somebody and it does put something in your heart of a perspective, right? Uh, that, maybe I have it way better than I, I mean, I'm such a wuss, you know, like why would I ever complain when I see somebody who's enjoying their life as much as they are? Uh, and so I'm grateful for that. And then my last thing I would say that my key takeaway from this podcast was sometimes you just got to say yes. Like going back to that dinner table, like, well, Matt will do it. What did you say? Oh yeah. Hell yeah, I will. Yes, I will. You know, and then look at what happened because you just said yes. And look at all the the athletes and just the hunters that you could impact and the veterans that you could impact uh, just because you said, you know what? Yeah. And how many other times I've been scared to say yes, or, you know, like, nah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or what is the board going to say? Like, I got to talk to somebody before I say yes. Like, no, just say yes, Philip and go serve somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. So, A great job, Matt. And uh, I am so grateful that Aaron is the one who set this up. And I think that you are the uncommon to the uncommon. And so the Uncommon Life Project is a perfect place for you to announce your story and and try to get more listeners and more people and ears to help this amazing cause that you're going after. So uh, I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. You've been listening to Uncommon Life Project and Aaron Kramer. Everyone got to love it. Thanks for tuning in until next time. Go be uncommon. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.